Welcome to the Social for Brokers podcast with me, your host, Chris Target. This podcast is for mortgage brokers and estate agents who are looking to grow their online presence through social media. I'll share tips, best practices, and useful tools that will help you save time and ultimately expand your business. Welcome to the Social for Brokers podcast. Today, I have the one and only Sam Norris, or if people follow him on Instagram, the Sam Norris. That's his Instagram <laughs> handle. He's just he's, he's not a big-headed person. That's his Instagram handle. So, Sam, as I said, you'll probably know him more so from his Instagram, and he's really stepped it up on LinkedIn. You might have seen him on there. And he specializes in mainly helping property investors and developers as well raise finance at his company and it's Grand Union Finance. Am I right in saying there? It is indeed. Yes. Well done. Well and this is a perfect example <laughs> of I know Sam Norris as Sam Norris rather than Grand Union Finance. And we'll talk yeah. about the personal versus business brand as we, we get into this now. We had Sam on, who was talking just before the podcast, about two years ago now, I think. Um, and we didn't put that one on YouTube. So if you're watching this on YouTube, this is the first time you will have seen that beautiful Norris face on our YouTube channel. Now, the reason I wanted to get Sam on was he's one of the most consistent players in the game when it comes to Instagram. When I talk about consistency, I don't just mean uploading posts. I'm talking about Instagram stories how he interacts with his audience in Instagram stories and how he utilizes Instagram lives. Before I chat to him, this is something that people really need to dial into. I think over the next few months, the next six months, the leads are going to come in slower. You need to be utilizing free tools like Instagram to start building your audience and start generating leads. They're not going to come straight away, but get, to know how to use these platforms so you can start building your audience for leads further down the line anyway enough of me rambling on sam welcome to the podcast thanks for coming back on thanks mate always a pleasure to have a chat with you as i said before i just i'm just coming on here to have a chat mate you know i've got a lot on <laughs> and, and, pe- and people get to listen to it this is the best thing because Absolutely. what would normally happen before the podcast Sam and I would literally call each other and have a chat about, about what's going on, marketing, because we, we love our marketing. Even though Sam does mortgage advice, we love that side of it. And we just thought well, it would be a great way for people to listen in to, to what we chat about. So, um, so here we are having a chat anyway. But for the people that don't know who you are, Sam, or what you do, could you give us a bit of a, a background? Yeah, absolutely. So as you say, I'm Sam. Um, I run Grand Union Finance. Um, and really, as you've quite quite, you know, you've mentioned previously, our, our goal really is, is that we focus on working with investors and developers primarily. Um, so we have a we have a small team um that handle both the mortgage side of stuff, but I do quite a lot of bridging development finance, commercial finance, um, and and stuff like that as well. Um, been through most of the difficult times recently. Got qualified just before the credit crunch. We've obviously been through Brexit, uh, COVID. Now we've got the uh, the economic downturn. Um, so I've, I've I've been through been through the mill, if you like. Um, and over that time, I've been been blessed to to be able to work with, in my humble opinion, some of the best investors in the country. Um, so it's really nice actually to to get to know some of them really well and, and actually to see how they tick. And um, and yeah, really just trying to trying to create a brokerage that 
does goes the extra mile for those clients understands property investing um and actually more than anything else in my in my my book is is actually creating a really nice home for some of the some great people in our industry to, to come and work in because we know as well you know more some brokerages bit salesy bit old school still um and i'm a great believer in in having a really good team that cares about their clients and that's what i'm trying to create like a really nice culture so yeah that's that's pretty much me in a nutshell mate Awesome. And I'm going to get into the team shortly about how they brand themselves on social because we spoke about Chanel um, mm. before, who's taken a bit of time to go back and watch the Wales game because she's a Wales. She, is she sorry, is she from Wales or is she Welsh fan with family? No, she's she. No, she is very Welsh. Oh, she, okay. she is. Yeah, she is very Welsh. Um, uh, yeah. So I'll let her have the afternoon off so she can go and watch the football. <laughs> so what what I'd like to do is if the reason I'm going to ask you this question, I'll tell you as to why. A lot of people that listen to this podcast are at very different stages in either their mortgage brokering career or their business owner career. So I'm trying to get a good cross section of people that come on from people that have just started out to people that run a 30 person business. So can you explain to us what your team setup is in terms of numbers, how many brokers, how many admin? Yeah, so so we are now up to five, including me. Are we up to five, including me? Yeah, five, including me. I, but amazing, I had to actually probably think, probably think about it. So myself and Chanel are the brokers in the team. Um, Ruby, who she's not my right hand man, she's my left hand lady. She is basically our, she, she is our operations manager. She oversees the, the everything on the day on a day to day basis. We've just brought in Jay, who is a case manager. She's um, six year experience case manager. Really bringing. I mean, she's she's two months in and already has uh, has brought such a lot. It's what we do. Um, and then there's my mom. My mom is my PA. Um, so she was doing some back end stuff um, in terms of liaising with solicitors and all that kind of jazz. Um, but now that she, now that, uh, that Jay's in, she's sort of transitioned into what she does best. She is she's been a, um, an executive PA for uh, 35 years um, and works well. She even now she still has some really, really you know, like internationally uh, well-known in their industry clients. Uh, so I'm quite lucky, actually. <laughs> to, you get the best her. of the best. Yeah, she she keeps me in check. Uh, she calls me every morning and reminds me all the things I've got to do during the day, which is it. You, when you think of it like that, you go, oh, that must be awful. But actually, it's, it's an absolute blessing. <laughs> because oh, it may, I, I always make sure that everything that get, needs to get done gets done. Um, so that's where we are. Like we are a, we're a small team, but the focus massively is on every single player being placed in the best position and working cohesively together as a unit following you know uh what we believe to be sort of a tried and trusted tried and trusted tied and tested tried and tested there we go third time lucky <laughs> um uh sort of process that we are you know we're constantly constantly refining efficiency is 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 what we're aiming to do so yeah not not a massive company by any means but i think um we've now got that basis where we formulated a foundation that we can now grow off as quickly as we kind of want now. now hearing everything you've spoken about there, it's just rejogged my memory of when we started speaking. And this is a book recommendation to everybody that's listening, is you recommended a book to me called The E-Myth Revisited. Yeah. And not going to run through the whole book for your chapter and verse, but please read it or get it on audiobook. But one of the chapters talks about setting up the foundations and the job responsibilities and almost making, I don't want to use the word hierarchy because that feels very managerial and corporate, but a way to determine who's 
whose roles, who does what within the company. And it sounds like you've exactly done that. And you did that two years ago. And I know there's some of your structure has changed in the business, hasn't it? That's yeah. Well, I had to buy my business partner. Um, so that was that was obviously tricky and changing. How does that go? Because there might be a few people listening to this that might be in a very similar situation and thinking, how do I go about that? Or might be thinking about getting into business with a business partner. What would your advice be? So what do you know what I, I, I told this story last night actually? I was talking to somebody and they were asking me about it. I we both myself and Engie, my ex-business partner, we were really we were good mates, we've known each other for a while, both brokers. We actually worked for two separate companies together. And, and what it was, was we were we were joined together by the fact that we just didn't want to work for these people that we didn't believe in anymore. Um, yeah. Some of these dinosaurs in the industry that we just didn't, we just didn't want to work under them. We didn't like the way that they did things. We didn't like their ethos. Um, and we were bound together by that. We started our, our own company without really talking about how we how we wanted to run that company, how what we wanted to do with the company, what the plans were. And it became very evident very early doors that neither of us were right or wrong. We just both just had very different ambitions for what we wanted. Mm-hmm. And so um, I've actually got a lot of uh, respect for Engin in the fact that he he just, he came to me, instead of just thinking, well, I'll ride out this storm, me and Sal have been talking about this for years. Um, and we have been talking about it for years. Um, he came to me and said, I genuinely don't want to do this. Um, but- wow, but I know you do. Um, and he said, and you have built this brand. You've got the plan. You keep the brand. Buy me out. Um, and Very amicable then. Oh, we, we, yeah. We're, the, do, you know, the, do you know what the best thing is? Is We can now actually just be mates. Yeah. And we don't have to. We don't have, we don't, we're not business partners anymore. We can just, you know, just chat to one another like mates, like we, like we used to. Um, and it's, yeah, it, it's really good. The one thing I would say is because there's a lot of people out there that have business partners and it works really, really well. I think what we struggled with was no one had the deciding vote. Mm-hmm. And because we had such differing opinions on things, there wasn't one person that could go, no, I'm going to make, I'm going to make the decision on this. Um and um, and so I, what I would always say is, if, if, you know, if you are getting into, into business with somebody else, you know, maybe think about there being like the one person that is has maybe the vote, has the deciding vote, I think. And, you know, make it a 51-49 rather than a 50-50. Mm-hmm. Um, and you might, you know, someone might be going, well, I don't want to be at the 49. Okay, well, don't get into business with someone else then. Because yeah. clearly you want to be the person that makes the decisions. Um so See, I did I did this once. I, I had a business partner in um, an online service that I set up. It's called Accountability Buddy. Mm-hmm. And it matched what we found is um we were friends just through like a forum, and we found that there wasn't anybody in the in the world really that had a website where you could match up with somebody and almost hold you accountable to your business goals or your fitness goals, whatever it might be. And we set up the business, we had we had loads of people sign up to it, but then it wasn't so much the that somebody could make a decision, it was I personally felt guilty if I wasn't doing enough work. I almost felt, am I doing the same level as work as this person? And then you work a bit harder and then they might be in the background thinking, am I doing as much as Chris? And they do it. And then it just becomes not in a, not in a, a kind of like manipulative way, but it almost becomes toxic because you end up working your asses off both of you. Yeah. And you actually sit back and go, 
why are we doing this? We're almost working ourselves into an early grade because we think the other one isn't pleased with what we're doing. We had a similar situation in a slightly different dynamic, which was that I've always kind of thought, lead, lead from the front. You know, when, when I used to, used to play rugby when I was younger, I was always like, right, I'm the captain. I'm the leader of this team. I've got to lead. I've got to lead by example. And that was what, that's my mentality. And it still is, you know, with Grand Union. First in, last out, um, you know, don't do anything don't ask any anyone else to do something you wouldn't be willing to do yourself yeah. um and as much as you know we we we've talked about the art of delegation all this kind of stuff and people having different roles within a team you should always be there visible to say i'm willing to get my hands dirty and roll my sleeves up the same as anyone else mm-hmm. um and i'm not saying this so, um Engin's, Engin's um brother was he's very very ill um and his parents are a bit older now and so he you know, he wanted to, to have the freedom. Um, and this is this is why we didn't have the conversation about how we wanted this company to run. If we had, then it, it might have been a bit different. But he wanted to work for himself. So he had the freedom to be able to dip in and out of working. So he might work at seven o'clock in the morning for an hour, then be with his brother for a couple of hours playing Xbox, mm-hmm. then dip back out. But then he might do that all through the day and then still be working at 11 o'clock at night. Um, yeah. Whereas I was... Uh, I'm in the office at half seven, eight, and I'm leaving at half seven, eight, and um, I'm smashing it all the way through. So there was an element of resentment of sometimes I'm thinking, I'm sitting in, we had an office in London, I'm sitting in this office, where's he? And he hasn't told me where he is. And then he'd be like, oh, you know, I'll sit with my brother playing Xbox. I'm thinking, hang on a second. Um, But that was, so this is, for me, for anyone that runs a business, in my humble opinion, this is, this is this is where a lot of people listen that listen to that going yeah you too right what an arsehole why is he doing that no 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 it's on me it's actually on me you take responsibility for that it's on me for not understanding what he wanted out of a business partner um, I don't think for, it was even understanding it it's communicating exactly you've never had that if you'd had that conversation it would have been very easy to understand yeah it's just having that initial conversation isn't it and then I would have you know and then and then it would have been open for discussion for me to say well actually that's not what I want or mm-hmm. okay let's try and figure out how we're going to make this work um but look it, it 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 didn't and it's fine it's completely okay and actually what's really good is that off the back of that, I'll be honest, when he approached me for the first time, I had a, like a mini panic attack, I think. I was like, oh my God, you know, the dream's over kind of thing. But, mm. and this is another great point for people to take, I suppose, is I surrounded myself with some really good people that I could go to and say, look, this has just happened. I just need to talk about it and and get my head straight. And what I got back from all of the people that I spoke to, some of which, you know, were people that have run 30, 40 person businesses. Um, and all of them said, Sam, you didn't need a business partner to start with. Mm-hmm. You should have, you should have done this on your own anyway. So yeah, great. You've done it. You've got the platform. He's now basically handing it back to you on a silver platter. Um, okay. Charging you a little bit for the silver platter, but you know, all, all in all, all in all, it's yours. You can now, you know, completely lead it, you, you know, instead of, being anchored back and having to um, compromise on on a lot of stuff, you can absolutely go hell to hell for leather on your vision, and that's exactly what I've been able to do, which is which is great. It's daunting, but it's also incredibly exciting. And you know, I now 
Um, I talk, I talk now that I have built my team out to a point where I don't necessarily have to be a broker 24 seven. Um, I get that little bit of extra time where somebody, you know, that I know might call me up and we just have a discussion because, you know, I had um, somebody who runs a law firm called me on Friday and we had an hour long discussion in the middle of the day, um, just talking about her pricing structure and, and stuff like that, like really good stuff. And off the back of that, like I had an idea about something that we could do to change something and, and I can just implement it. You know, I can just go, right, we're going to give this You're a right go. There, yeah. It's yeah. And, yeah. and, um, you know, it's, I think it's, you know, it's, it's really good, obviously having a team, it's good to ha have people there to feedback and give their ideas as well. And actually Jay's come in straight away and, and had ideas. Ruby is constantly feeding back ideas and, and things that we can do. Um, but in the same token, I can then be the sole person to go, yeah, brilliant, let's give it a go. Not, I need to talk to somebody else to decide whether or not we're going to give that a go, um, exactly. and which perfect, is great. The perfect example of that is talking about the business partnership. Everybody would see you as the face of Grand Union Finance, and the mm -hmm. way that you have done that is through social media, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that, that must have been quite hard for your business partner. You were the face of it, and it was always going to be your face of it. But that's yes. through bloody hard work that you've done on social media. So I really want to get into, we've got another like 15, 20 minutes to talk this through. I really want to get into social media. So the first thing, really simple level, how much do you post every week on social and where do you post to? So I, it's, it's fluctuated a little bit recently. Um, we had a, a real purple patch for about three months um where we were not only were we bringing on in, like new members of staff um but we were also incredibly busy and the socials i will be honest took a bit of a battering but on a good week i would say i'm posting let's say maybe 10 times on instagram mm -hmm. um in terms of a post slash reel um maybe three or four times on linkedin um in an ideal world at least something on youtube um a couple of bits and bobs on tiktok as well um and usually a podcast or two as well that's on that's on like a that's on a good week um and i reckon we have a good week more often than we don't so mm -hmm. that's 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 starting to become more normal to have a week yeah. like that um so yeah it's uh it, okay, it, so it sounds like quite a lot but actually there's ways and means of making it making it work and we'll talk about that a few top tips for the guys so you post 10 times per week how long have you been doing that for? So I was, so I started my, my current account on Instagram, I think, well, I opened it in 2019 sometime, but I, I started it really at the beginning of 2020. And it was, uh, to begin with, first couple of months, it was testing the water, post this, post that, try this, try that. Um, and then I basically got to the point where I was like, no, I need to be posting every single day. And I think I posted every day for at least 18 months. So you've, um, got 18, so you've got 18 months posting every day. Yeah. We've now got 10 times per week. So yeah. twice, a, twice a day. After three, coming up to three years, we'll call it three years. So three years of consistently posting, what percentage of your leads now come through? We're going to say Instagram because that's the platform I know that you Yeah, I would say, um, so in terms of the business that we do on a, say, a monthly basis, half of it is actually from existing our existing customer mm -hmm. uh, bank, our client bank. So we are quite quite lucky there. Um, working with investors is good because you get lots of very quick repeat business because they're buying yeah. lots of property. Um, but of the remaining 50%, I would say half of those are from Instagram. So half of every brand new lead that you get is through Instagram. Yeah. That's how powerful Instagram is. Minimum, minimum. 
but you started three years ago. Yeah. And you haven't but used anything like paid advertising or anything like this. It's all organic. I've boosted it? a couple of posts. Like, yeah. like I think la- Christmas before last, I um, I remember I, I boosted about three or four posts and spent 120 quid or something all across those posts just because I was just testing the water. And yeah, yeah those posts got a lot more engagement than all the other ones did. Of course they did. Um, and I got a couple of extra followers off the back of it that maybe I normally would do, but it didn't make that much of a difference to be quite honest with you. So it's all about the organic stuff. Yeah. So what I want to do is really drill down into how can somebody start today on it? I'm going to say Instagram because that's the platform you know yeah. so much about. So we're going to run through like a few best practices. So the first thing I always ask is where do you get your ideas from, Sam? So we are quite lucky in the mortgage industry because you can you sign up to all of like the industry magazines and stuff and they send you email um, updates like twice a day. Mm-hmm. So there's always something in there that you can pick out. And sometimes, believe it or not, what I'll do is I'll actually go on my phone. I'll get the, the article up on my phone, take a screenshot of the article and I'll put it as the backdrop of my reel. And I'll be like, this has happened today and this is my opinion on it. Ah, right. Okay. So literally you are just giving your opinion as a piece of content. Yeah, absolutely. So there's, there's that as, as an example. Another one would be um, what I what I do is, I mean, I'm I'm now in a, in a quite a fortunate position whereby um, I do, you mentioned the live, I do, I've been doing a, a, a live Q&A on a Monday for the last, well, we're up to our episode 117 and I've missed two weeks. Because I remember that. The ones that I know you post every week, that's why you're on here. I don't watch yeah. them all the time, but I was really, what got me interested when you were ill, I was like, bloody hell, he's missed one. And it was kind yeah. of like, wow, that's how powerful that has become. So because- I was, so, so right, I'll, I'll tell you this. So I was, um, so I've only missed two. One, because it was my wife's birthday, 30th birthday. So it was, it was a big one. And two was because I was so, I could barely talk. And I kept pushing it along. Like I was like, I'm too ill to, to do it today, guys, on my stories. I'm going to do it on I'm going to do it Tuesday. And off the back of that story, I got about 30 messages going, Sam, just don't do it this week. Just give yourself a break. Because everyone knows that you're like, you turn up consistently every week. Yeah. I'll say something in a bit when we've gone through these tips that I really want to hammer home of what, what you've been doing. But that's the power of, instagram live so yeah but, the, the, but the, what i was going to say on that is that i get asked a lot of i get asked questions because it's a q a so when i i start to see patterns in the questions i'm asking i'm being asked sorry and i'm answering them you know live mm-hmm. but then i can go and i can think about it a little bit more like recently i've been getting a lot of questions on you know how can i how can i invest in in property with with less less money how can i be more creative with finance to buy properties with using with less of my own money so i did i did um uh, i put out a story and i said right these are the three strategies that i think are the best ones where you put less money down i'm going to do a video on each which order do you want to see them in guys and they voted and then i did all the three videos and i put them out in order that they were voted and i even put in the caption right you, you said you wanted this one first so i'm doing this one first you said you wanted this one second so i'm doing this one second and that's and you know stuff like that ask your audience and just and just post what your audience wants wants to hear um, and wants to know about. And do you know what? Before I post anything, the last thing I think about before I post is: Am I posting this for me or am I posting this for them? 
Love that. And if and if it's not, I'm posting this for them, then it don't get posted. <laughs> and I remember one of the things that always stuck with me again from watching your content is you made a promise to yourself three or four years ago, you will never post anything negative on social media, will you? And no. you've stuck to that. I look at your content and it goes through a filter in my brain. I'm like, is it negative? Bloody well not. No, it's fine. <laughs> No, even when it's like it's, it's hard. It's hard when the market's really bad as well. Yeah, and yeah. you know, particularly like when we had that mini budget like a little while ago, and it was just awful. And I was like, right, how am I going to post about <laughs> stuff to do with this and be all happy? And and so I can't even remember what I did do, but I try, I try and do it with a with a smile on my face because I think that. Um, you know, I've seen I've seen a couple of posts recently actually that I mean, one of which I did something that I I it's always been a bit of a a no-no for me which is sometimes it's best just not to get involved but I saw somebody kind of attacked somebody that I know that I is a very very good person and I did step in in a in what I believe to be a very tactful way to say basically maybe this is this wasn't necessary um and um, and I did get it on good authority that that person did send a private message to that other person to say sorry um it's just a bit of a shame they didn't do it in public but um it's stuff like that that you go like why like why yeah. what what's what's the need because all it was was basically digging somebody else out to make yourself look good because you're saying i know better than they do um and i i just believe that we're all everyone all, all brokers that post on social media you know we all have a similar level of knowledge about certain mm. things but we all might have a slightly different take on it a slightly different opinion and that doesn't make any of us right or wrong um because Somebody might not like my, the way that I post about stuff. You know, I can, I do it with a smile on my face. I make a, make fun of things. I try and, I try and get a laugh. You know, I did a, I did a talk last, last night at a property event. Um, and I thought I'm going to see how many laughs I can get today. Um, just, just, I like making people smile. Um, you know, yeah. it really gets me. So, and uh, luckily some of my jokes really, you know, really stuck last night. So that worked. So that was good. I'm um, not going to get you but, to tell anyone. But that's, that's, that's for me, that's my style. It's mm -hmm. positive, happy, um, a bit tongue in cheek sometimes. Um, and I try just, I try not to get too, like, I've got my opinion, same as everyone else, but I try not to get too heavy into it because I also understand that some people might not share my opinions and they might find it offensive if I go too heavy on it. So you've got to have a, a balance, I think. And that's talking about like the, the voice that you adopt, um, which is very clever and we'll get into the, the personal versus business. But in terms of content ideas for people, first one is looking at industry articles. And the mm -hmm. second one is literally asking your audience for, yeah. for content. Is there any else out there or do you get all of your ideas from those two? um obviously i'm doing i'm doing brokering still on a day-to-day -day basis so you get it from that day you get it from that right. and now actually um we've just started last week me and the team um literally now have a weekly zoom call where we all dial in and, and we just talk about marketing ideas like what, what are we oh, going to wow. talk about this week guys um because you know i want to get them involved you know they, they have a, a they have a voice that is a great tip for people that do have a bigger team so yourself five people get them on a call once a week, once a month and get their input because one, it will give you a, a view to things that you might not have seen. They might have dealt with a customer that you have never seen before. <coughs> Excuse me. But the second thing, it gets your team involved. If you do a post about limited company buy-to-let mortgages and Chanel, say, came up with the idea. It is Chanel, isn't it? Sorry. Yeah, it is Chanel, yeah. And she came up with that idea and saw the post. It's almost like, ah, I came up with that and Sam's turned it into a post. And it's a yeah, nice but you know what? I, I I would prefer her to be the one 
that does the post. Yeah, you know, I'm just saying from Pete, I know Chanel's very active on social media and I have seen yeah, her, but she needs maybe... to be more active if she's listening to this. <laughs> but what I'm saying <laughs> is if say if it's somebody that's they just come into the company, has been with the company a couple of months, comes up with an idea, and then they oh, Sam's actually uploaded that. I feel like I've had an input into the business. So next time you ask for the ideas, they're much more likely to come up with um content. But that, those are three great things. They use industry, um, industry articles and knowledge use questions that have been asked for your audience and use your team members for ideas as well. So yeah. we're now going to move on to videos because you are big on video. It's something. So before I was always do video, get video out there, push yourself to do video. And I've kind of gone back on that a bit because I think you should only do the type of content that you think sits well with you because I have seen people try video before and it's just not them they would be much better writing a long form piece of article that can be put on their website so i'm not telling everyone to do video yes it is very beneficial but if you were to do video what are the top tips for people out there that want to start well firstly on, on your point i think i think you are right um it isn't for everyone all that i would say is and this might sound a bit blunt i don't mean it in that way but video is the best form of content right now like there is, there's no, there's no marketeer out there that's going to disagree with that. It is the is the type of video that all of the platforms are pushing. It's the type of video that gets the most type of uh, content that gets the most engagement. Um, it's just the number one, and there are lots of people doing it very very well that you can literally just nick how they're doing it. Um, you know, everyone right now is creating reels like Alex Ormsey. Everyone, um, and and they're working because they're working, and 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 it's and it's great. So what I would say is before you completely dis- decide I'm not I'm not the right person for video you just have to I think get comfortable with the fact that if you if you make that decision you are eliminating the best type of content right now from your armory. Okay. So try it and I look the first time I did videos mate I was shit at them as well. I I <laughs> you know so and I had to get through them okay maybe I'm maybe feel a bit more like outgoing or I, I, I'm confident in my ability. So maybe that helps. But when what I, gonna, when I what, what, before you get into this talking about, I'm just going to have a bit of a to and fro on this. JK Rowling was here today and she was in a coffee shop and she could either, she was, somebody told her start doing video or knuckle down on your book. Which one would have got her further? Yeah, but that's that's JK. <laughs> that, I know that that's a very different. Yeah. But there might be somebody out there that thinks, "Oh my gosh, as a mortgage broker, I'm being told I need to do video." Yet they could write incredible articles that could be picked up by the Telegraph. That I'm just being Absolutely. completely devil's advocate there. Yeah, yeah, and of course, and look, there's always going to be. I'm talking in the macro, you know, okay, in yeah. the ma- in in the macro. That's the best type Don't of content. Discount right now. video until Don't you discount video almost. until you until you've until you. you I mean, look. If it gives you, if it gives you heart palpitations, it's it's not the right thing to do. <laughs> work, work work to your strengths. You know, if you are really good at copywriting and 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 writing articles and that kind of stuff, great. Like, go for it. Just just give. I would say just give video a go because it mm. really does work. I, I'm you know I'm living proof of that. As are as are many many people. So just I'll just say just just maybe don't give up on it too easily. That's all. Okay. Yeah. So with your videos, what I like when you do videos is you've got a very mixed bag not in a negative way but mixed type of content you'll sometimes do humorous stuff so i remember the series of video that um like what, what was it like when a mortgage broker comes 
what, what mortgage brokers love to hear, but so, like sarcastically, like that's what we it, actually like, really don't like to hear. Like a bank yeah. statement that's split over 17 JPEGs attached to an email instead of a PDF. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> those yeah. kind of things. I, but do then, you know, what? I I stopped doing that because I literally couldn't think of anything else. <laughs> I think I got to like part nine or part ten, and I was like, I, I'm I'm scraping the barrel here, so it's not actually funny anymore. <laughs> but the thing is, that was um that was content that was actually made for mortgage brokers rather than clients, wasn't it? So you mixed yeah. it up. But then you do more informative content. And when you're doing videos, is there any top tips for people when they're recording? Any pieces of equipment that you'd recommend? Apps? Anything like that? So I I record everything on my phone. Okay. Now, one thing that I did do recently was I made the decision that because it's very it's clearly quite important. I just upgraded to the to the the latest iPhone. I paid quite a lot of money and just basically bought a brand new iPhone because um, number one, I don't like Samsungs, uh, but I love my iPhone, so yeah. I had to get an iPhone. So I just got the best one. The camera on the latest iPhone is insane. It's, it is good. really really good. I know, like my wife's got a Samsung. She'll talk about Samsung all, all day long, and they probably do have slightly better cameras, but this one is good enough. Um, I use the back, the proper camera, the back camera when I can. Um, I use, uh, I put it on, I actually don't record in any apps. I record out of the apps and I edit and I edit down. Um, I use the cinematic setting as well. So it gives a kind of a fate, a fuzzy little background and really pushes you into the front, which if you, if you watch a lot of quite professional looking um, uh, creators, they have a very similar style. Um, yeah. I have a lapel mic that I use because the sound I think is important. So the lapel mic I, I use, I don't have anything. I mean, it co- that lapel mic cost me about 70 quid. So it's, it's a, like Bluetooth a t- one. No, it's got a wire. <laughs> oh, okay, well. um, so I'm never too far away. Um, and so that's how I actually do the recording. Um, I use, you can use, you can use iMovie to do this, but what I te- what I do is, um, so next time you're watching a TV show, mm-hmm. take and once you've noticed this, by the way, I'm, ru- I'm ruining TV for everyone right now. Once you've noticed this, you can't unnotice it. The angle or the 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 what they're looking at changes really frequently because it keeps the attention going. So you need to do the same with your content. So what I'll do is, I mean, I I do um, an um quite a lot. So that's quite helpful, actually, because it's a clear break that I can just cut out. So I will put it, I'll either put it in, I, I used to use iMovie, I now use a thing called um, Luma Fusion, um, which is, it costs you 20 quid and that's a one-off payment. And it's just, a, I think it's a really good editing tool. I use it for, for iPad, um, I use it on my iPad for YouTube videos and stuff as well. But what I will do is I will sort of every few seconds, I'll look for an opportunity to cut the video so that it either, so sometimes I'll just do a little mini zoom in and zoom out. Um, maybe if I'm emphasizing something, like I'm saying, um, the Bank of England has raised its base rate today to 3% and then on 3%, like on 3% it'll be in and then out. Um, and, I'll, and I'll do it in, I won't do the same in and out. I'll do more in sometimes, less, less zooming in, less zooming out. Um, I will cut it up as well. So sometimes you physically, I know people go, well, that looks that looks disjointed it doesn't when 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 you're just watching a video that doesn't change and it's just you talking head the human psyche will just lose interest on its own if you keep cutting and it's you know you're moving about 
your brain automatically stays with it. Um, and since I've started doing that, my in terms of how long people are actually staying on and watching the video has gone up, you know, to you know, wow. 80, 90 percent. So that's certainly um, certainly something to help as well. And then captions, guys, you know, um, I literally use an app called captions. It's a great it's a great app. Um, it's it, and I've now got to the point where all the stuff I've just talked to, to you about, the filming and the editing and the posting, less than 15 minutes. See, that's, you know? that's all you need, isn't it? All you need to be able to do. And it's, pra- it's just practice. It's just practice. Um, and they're, they're the best types of videos. And I'll intersperse them as well with, um, so this is, you know, it's just great advice anyway. I'm doing it right now. You know, I'm jumping on a podcast and go on podcasts you get interviewed in person go and speak at events and make sure that you're getting the recordings of those events and you can then split those up as well into into short little videos particularly if they've been recorded on really good cameras they might be recording you from the back of the room so you actually look about like three inches tall but you can actually zoom it into a decent level where but then and the quality of the video is still good so um i mean when they upload it onto when you upload it onto instagram it it shrinks it down to the you know to to what they they use anyway in terms of the quality but um yeah once you know when you've got that you can you can then it's not just doing those talking head videos it's interspersed with a few other little bits as well and just you know little nuggets from from a youtube video a podcast interview whatever it might be so you shouldn't um, shouldn't that's what that gary gary v king of marketing yeah. Whenever he's doing a talk, he says, I'm not doing this talk for you lot. I'm doing this talk. So I've got content. Yeah. I'm getting paid for this gig, which obviously yeah. is the next level. But he's like, Yeah, I've got I've got loads of content off the back of this. So yeah. try and get yourself, get yourself on these type of podcasts, get yourself out there that they can you can then chop that content up. Because I'll be sending this to Sam after and he can go and use it then for his content yeah. as he pleases. Absolutely. And and it's and and the thing is, and it's it's more natural then as well because yeah. I think it's nice to mix up the content between the um, I am sitting here talking to you guys and giving you a tip to I'm actually sitting here having a chat with Chris and I just happen to drop a little gem in there that turns into a, a, a great forty second video. Mm-hmm. So, That's, guys, try and do as much long form content as you can. If you look at my Instagram, there's a video on there of me writing on a whiteboard about how you can take a long form piece of content and create it into nine different bits of content. So that's three, it's kind of three videos. It's three long form videos, three short form videos, a podcast um, and a PDF download as well. And I think that's seven. So have a little look at it. And there's a couple. You know, I did a, I I might've told you this before, but I did a talk before COVID um, where live in front of however many people it was at a property event i showed them how to create 100 pieces of content out of out of like a few long form bits of content like one or two long form bits of content that's it we just we just kept going and actually in the end like it was titled how to make 100 pieces of content um and i think but in the end it actually went to like 127 or something like that (laughs) <laughs> that's it long form content and chop it up sam thank you so much for coming on the podcast we have run out of time but i'm sure to be have you back on again um guys go and rewind this rewind sound like i'm doing a cassette go back to the beginning <laughs> of this take a few notes of how to use social where to post how to get content on this there's so much in this episode sam thank you very much for coming on i really appreciate it always a pleasure buddy cheers pal So thank you very much for listening. 
If you feel this podcast brought you any value at all, I'd be extremely grateful if you could leave me a review on the podcast, little five stars, and subscribe to keep you up to date with all future episodes. We can also connect on social, so you can get me on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn, all with the handle Social for Brokers. Look forward to hearing from you and connecting with you all.